in every home in every life in every business in every situation right now in the name of Jesus in unison of spirit we declare victory we declare doors open we declare chains broken in places where there are pains anguish and weeping we declare the oil of gladness we declare the peace of God we declare the joy of salvation in the name of Jesus. In places where there are fear, we declare right now that the boldness of the Lord be released into the situation. This morning, Lord, beginning right now, we declare the heavens open unto those who are wedding and looking up unto you for the mountain to move here O ye mountain according to the word of God if we have a faith as small as a mustard seed we shall say unto the mountain move and according to the word of God this morning I say unto you mountain Move in the name of Jesus. Move in the name of Jesus. I declare unto every prison door be open. In the name of Jesus. You have said in your word that we shall decree a thing and it shall be established for us. And therefore right now according to your word I stand in the congregation of your people and in the unison of our faith this morning. I declare the joy of the Lord over every weeping and crying in the name of Jesus. Beauty in the place of ashes right now in everywhere where your children are affiliated in the mighty name of Jesus. Let heavens be open right now. Let there be celebration in every life, in every home, in the name of Jesus. Because we are sons and daughters of the living God. We are children of the Most High God. Not only the child of victory shall be heard in the camp of the righteous. This morning from every home there shall be a shout of victory. In the name of Jesus. And every head that has been bowed and every shoulder that could not be raised. We declare lifting up now. In the name of Jesus. We glorify your name this morning our Father. Oh we declare our liberty and our freedom. We work and live sons and daughters of the living God. We manifest that for which you have apprehended us to the glory of your holy name. Thank you, our Redeemer God. Glory be to your holy name. Thank you, our Father. We write a new story 
in every situation we declare a reversal for every negative story for every negative report we declare the report of the Lord in the name of Jesus thank you our redeemer God glory be to your holy name if you believe that will you say a big amen in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus you may be seated this very month there shall be a lot of miracles this very month of March there shall be according to the word of God a lot of miracles and yours will not be an exception you we have cause to celebrate you will come on the last Sunday, the celebration month, and say, thus the Lord said, and thus the Lord has done it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This morning, I want to thank you for being here, and I want to congratulate you for being here again. It is Sunday morning. You could have been anywhere you want to, but you have chosen to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Last time I was here, I tried to share with us briefly the epiphany that the Lord Jesus Christ who lives unto us on the Last Supper, the Last Supper he had with his disciples. And we tried to, we're able to touch, I believe, on two points. I think we have maybe three more that we can touch on today. We discovered that before the Lord left his earthly ministry, And the Passover night, the season when the Passover is commemorated, Jesus had the Last Supper with his disciple. And we know that every time we take Holy Communion, we'll be taking one today, we always repeat the word that he said to us, that as often as we do it, we should do it in remembrance of him. And when we discuss last, we recognize that Jesus, during this last supper, gave profound epiphany that we are trying to glean from. Amen? We remember the story, and we knew for a fact that the fact that Jesus had the last meal with his disciples in the season of the Passover is in and of itself signifying to us Jesus saying the shadow that the children of Israel saw during the Passover in the land of Egypt is about to be made real. That the Passover experience in Egypt was actually a symbol of Jesus or what Jesus was to do. Here on earth, being the Lamb of God, the Passover Lamb of God. Amen? Remember the scripture says Jesus was actually slain from before the foundation of the earth. So it happened before the one that happened in Israel or in Egypt. Amen? So Jesus, during this last supper, during the Passover, confirmed that he is our Passover Lamb. And he was revealing to us as the lamb that was slain in Egypt 
released freedom and liberty from bondage to every Israelite that was in Egypt. Jesus was about to go to the cross to be slain as a lamp of God that will set the entire world free from the bondage of sin and the bondage of Satan. Amen? That was the first epiphany that Jesus is our Passover lamp. He was slain and crucified to deliver us from the bondage of Satan and sin. And in Ephesians chapter 1, if you really remember, we just studied the book of Ephesians. We saw clearly in Ephesians chapter 1, I believe in verse 7 of verse 11, that it was through the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus that we receive freedom. And it is just not freedom, abundance of it. He said we are abundantly free as a result of the sacrifice of Jesus and the cross of Calvary. You remember that? So we receive freedom. That was the first epiphany. The second one was at the last supper table, Jesus revealed to us our identity. He helped us as he was discussing with the disciples to understand our identity in God. You recall, as we read in the book of John, chapter 24, I mean, John chapter 14, Jesus was having conversation with his disciples. And he was telling them how that he is the son of God. And that he is in God and God is in him. It was amazing that the disciples that have been with him for three and a half years were still looking for a day when they will see God face to face. After three and a half years of, of I mean, enormous Bible study, quiet time, one-on-one -on -one in the crowd, they still did not get it. Peter was saying, we don't know where you're going. Philip said, as long as you can just show us the Father, this conversation will be over. Andrew said, we don't know the Father. We don't know what you're talking about. After three and a half years. And that's why you don't have to see it as a misnomer. If after several years that we have been born again, we still do not comprehend our identity. In God. It is complicated. It is so humanly inconceivable to accept the fact that God made us in, our, in his own likeness, in his image. It is difficult to comprehend the fact that God, being who he is, can dwell in mortal body. That he can dwell in us. So, we struggle with understanding our true identity. The disciples and the apostles did the same. But at the last supper table, Jesus made it plain to them. Stop looking for the father because you have seen him. You have been with him. You have done with him. He has been with you all along and he said, I am in my father. My father is in me. 
if you really knew me, you would have known that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Philip, why are you asking that I should show you the Father? Do you not recognize that if you have seen me, you have seen the Father? What is the implication of this? The implication is, when you read the whole story, if we find it difficult to believe that God was in Jesus and Jesus was in God, how are we going to believe that we are in Christ and Christ is in us? That was the implication. So Jesus will not let that happen. At the last supper table, he made it plain to them. You have seen God. Because the old doctrine has already thought us we cannot see God. No one will see God and live. And that has been at the backdrop of their mind. And that's why they are still asking for God. And it is the same with us today. Some of us today, we are still hoping that one day we're going to see God face to face. If you have seen me, you have seen God. That's what Jesus said. Because our identity is in Christ. And Christ's identity is in God. On this earth planet, you, or I, you and I will never see any other God outside of Christ. On this part of eternity, your neighbor will never see any other God except you. Your family will never see any other God except you. Your co-workers will never see any God except you. God came down to the earth in human form in Jesus Christ. And before Jesus left, he said, I will not leave you alone. I will send a helper, a friend who will be in you because he has been with you. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus now said, he is going to live in us and we in him. Now, this is what Jesus is trying to ensure the apostles, the disciples, they understand before he leaves. So he made it plain, plain to them in John chapter 14, Uh, let me read there quickly as I jump to the third epiphany. He said in verse 11, John chapter 14, verse 11. Believe me, I am in my father and my father is in me. If you can't believe that, believe what you see. This works. The person who trusts me will not only do what I am doing, but even greater things. Because on my way to the Father, I am giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it. From now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I am doing, I will do it. Okay, this is the critical point now. That's how the Father will be seen for who he is in the Son. I mean it. Whatever. You request in this way. Now, if we do not understand this, 
and believe it, answering our prayer is going to be very difficult. Did you just see what I read? Jesus said, based on this, the way I'm going to answer anything, any of your requests, the way your request will be granted is going to be along who I am and what I am doing. Now, it is almost as if he is telling you, let me use a scenario that you are very familiar with. If you work in a corporate environment, where you request for funding for any project, if that project is not aligned with the vision of the organization, you can just forget it. It's not going to be funded. Nobody is going to approve it. Jesus is saying every petition to heaven, every request we send to heaven, must be along your understanding and believing of who he is. The son of the living God. God himself on earth. And what he is doing. What he is doing. What exactly was Jesus doing on earth? He was making God known. That's the summary of his ministry. Making God known. Revealing God to humanity so that we don't wait forever. So today, we no longer have to wait to get to heaven to see God. No. That's not how it's going to work. It's going to work by knowing Jesus. And everyone that has accepted Jesus, now you are now the revealer of who God is. Amen? Amen? That's why in Ephesians chapter 1, I believe also in verse number 7, he said, it is through Jesus that we know who we are and what we are living for. Have you read that? Ephesians chapter, let's read that. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, verse 7, uh, oh, I'm in John, sorry. Uh, verse 11, okay, thank you. Verse 11, verse 11. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. It is impossible to understand who you were, your identity, outside of Christ. It is in Christ. That's why the conversation at the last supper table was about Jesus saying, I am in the Father. The Father is in me. Because if we don't understand that, we are not going to understand the Father truly. We are in God and God is in us through Christ. Amen? So it is through Christ that we understand who we are and what we are living for. So the epiphany number two was our identity in Christ was revealed at the last supper table. Amen? Let's move to number three. Are you with me so far? Okay. Number three. At the last supper table, we still go back. The word of God that is in us, therefore divine earth. Jesus revealed to us also I will definitely recommend that we sit on 
John chapter 13 and John chapter 14 to really understand the epiphany at the last supper table. But I want to point this to us. Epiphany number three. At the last supper table, Jesus revealed to us that the word of God in us are for divine acts. And Jesus is the word of God. We remember that? So the word of God that is in us, they are for divine acts, divine purposes, divine appointments. Amen? Jesus said in John chapter 14, let's read from verse 9. You've been with me all this time, Philip. And you still don't understand. Yes, as many of us do not today. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we're trusting him for the epiphany to be revealed to us. And that we understand. And not only are we just going to understand, we will believe it. Not only are we going to believe it, we will live it. Amen? We understand it, comprehend it, mental ascent. We believe it. In our heart, now bringing our spiritual, bringing it to a spiritual level, then we leave it on the physical. We leave it, okay? We leave it. I need to work and live knowing that I am a child of God. I should leave it on a daily basis that I am a child of God. Amen? So, so how can you ask where is the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you aren't my or mere words. I don't just make them up on my own. The Father who resides in me crafts each word into a divine art. Now, why is this very, very important? The words that comes out of our mouth, they have to align with who we are. Jesus is emphasizing it here at the Last Supper table. He said, the word that I speak to you, I don't make them up. They are from the Father who resides inside of me. And as a result, he crafts those words into divine acts. The implication is Jesus is telling them, the disciples, and is telling us today, because now that we know our identity, we're in Christ Jesus, our vocabulary should change. The words that are coming out of our mouth should not be mere words. We should not just make up stuff. Because God is depending on the word that is coming out of our mouth to craft them into divine earth. When we know that we have his identity and he is dwelling inside of us, Jesus at the last supper table was telling his apostles and disciples, the words that are coming out of you, henceforth, 
they must not be mere words. You can't just make up stuff. You can't do that anymore. Because the words that are coming out of you, they are for one thing and one thing only. They are for divine acts. They are for divine purposes. So that means at the last supper table, Jesus is telling his apostles, when you see me speak and you see it happen, I don't make them up. It is my father who dwells inside of me that is crafting those words to divine acts. Epiphany number three. The words that are in us, once we identify that we are sons and daughters of the living God, we need to be conscious of it. You need to read James chapter one and read James chapter, chapter three. The power of life and death, he said, they lie in your tongue. These are divine ordinations. It cannot be reversed. Every word that comes out of your mouth, once you identify as a child of God, you have to be careful because they are for divine purposes only. Our prayer must change. You see, when we pray, God is waiting to craft those words into divine arts. But when you make them up, just because of how you feel, because of what somebody did, because of this, because of that, it is out of order. Heaven can't respect it. Because it is out of order. At the last supper table, he revealed the secret. He said, the words that you hear me speak, I don't make them up. I breathe my tongue. I'm careful what comes out of my mouth because there's power inside of me. I don't just talk. No, 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 no. I am careful of what comes out of my mouth. I guarantee you, I have been learning this since the first day I was given the first opportunity to speak to the children of God. I don't know if I've ever made, I don't know if I'm 20%, I don't know where I'm at. But I guarantee you, this will not change. We have to learn it. We have to acculturate ourselves. You see, I was in the military. We are so terrible in words. We use terrible words, but we don't mean it. Okay, we, we call each other some funny names. And I knew Christ while I was in the military. It was difficult. It was a struggle. Sometimes I say something before, you know, before I recognize that, wow, that shouldn't have come out of my mouth. Look, Jesus at the last supper table said, every word that comes out of my mouth, they are for divine purpose. The father who lives inside of me is crafting them to divine earth. That's why you see every word that comes out of Jesus' mouth, they manifest divine purpose. And before he left, he wanted to make sure we don't fall short. We don't shortchange the heaven. We don't live as if though the word of God is not active. 
We don't manifest in such a way that the word of God is of no effect. He told us the secret. The secret is by bridling our tongue. The secret is in ensuring you understand that the word that is coming out of your mouth is no longer ordinary words. You don't use your mouth anyhow anymore, but you're depending on the Father who dwells inside of you to craft out every word that comes out of your mouth. And when he does that, they manifest divine purpose. They manifest divine earth. My prayer today is that the Lord God Almighty will help us to breathe our tongue. That the Lord will help us and, and imprint in our heart that as soon as you become born again and you are a child of God, the words of God are coming out of your mouth. And God wants to manifest divine purpose through the word that you speak in your home, in your place of work, even when you are discussing politics. God wants you to recognize that the words that are coming out of your mouth cannot be a makeup story. They can no longer be. It has to be crafted into divine art. So pedal down when you get into argument. Do not forget because this is how the devil is making the word of God to no effect. Out of our mouth. God wants us to recognize Jesus is telling us at the last supper table, this is critical because it was through the word of God that he created the heavens and the earth. Everything that you see happen is through the word of his mouth. But it was as a result of the fact that God crafted those words and turned them into divine earths. That's why a dumb ass can speak and prophesy. It is when God, when God turns our words into divine heart, when he turns our words, the words that are coming out of our mouth into divine hearts, that's when we can prophesy and it will come to pass. That's when we speak and it happens. The heaven respects it. So God, in his divine wisdom, knowing that he created the heavens and the earth through the word of the mouth, he was now telling Jesus to ensure he does not leave the earth without revealing this secret. The epiphany at the Last Supper. Amen? Let's move to the fourth one. I think we'll just do the last. And, um, and I will tell us that when Jesus was telling them There are several things he said. We go back to that John chapter 14. But I think we can jump on the fourth one. Then we will we'll talk about that. Because in number four, Epiphany, we'll circle back again. The Epiphany number four is that at the last supper table, our purpose on earth was revealed. Jesus re-emphasized our purpose on earth at the Last Supper table. Not only did he re-emphasize it, he gave us a practical demonstration on how we're going to manifest it, how we're going to fulfill it. 
at the Last Supper table. You tracking with me so far? Remember in that conversation, I think we were probably, uh, Jesus said in John, I would just, instead of going there, in that John chapter 4 thing, Jesus said to the apostle when they were asking, he said, I am the way. I think we should just read that because that's very critical. It's going to be critical for this next epiphany. Let's go back to John 14. Verse number 6. John chapter 14, verse number 6. Jesus said, well, let me read verse 5. Thomas said, Master, we have no idea where you're going. How do you expect us to know the road? Jesus said, I am the road and the truth, also the life. No one gets to the Father apart from me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. Now, from now on, you do know him and you've even seen him. Let me read this one again. I am the road, also the truth, and also life, the life. No one gets to the Father apart from me. Epiphany number three and number four. Our purpose in life was revealed at the Last Supper table. What did I say the summary of the purpose of Jesus was on earth? To reveal God on earth. To reveal who God is. To manifest God. To show the word God in the flesh. He said he is the road, the truth, and the life. And here is the key. No one born of woman on earth will see God except through Jesus. No one can get to the Father except through Jesus. And Jesus is saying this to the disciple. Now he's going to leave the earthly ministry. So how is anybody going to get to God once Jesus is gone? Because he was about to be crucified. Which means no one on earth after Jesus' ascension will get to God except through those who have Jesus living inside of them. I don't know if you understand this, the implication of this. No man on earth will be able to get to God. Angels in heaven cannot do it. Now that Jesus is no longer here, the only access to God is through Jesus and those whom he has called. That access, that conduit through which any man can get to God is irreversible. It is only through Christ. And so that means right now, no one living in your household, my household, 
No one living in your community, in my community, no one living in your place of work, in my place of work, can get to see God except through the children of God, you and I. There is no other way. I, I don't know if you understand the implication. That's what Jesus is telling his apostles. As long as now that he is gone, Jesus is now dwelling in us. We are now the conduit. True ways any man can see God or get to God. We are now the only way, the truth and the life. True ways any man on earth can get to God. That's what Jesus is saying. He was making this plain to them at the last supper table. So they understand what is at stake. Amen? So the fourth, episode, uh, uh, the fourth epiphany is that our purpose, as we have just read in Ephesians, was revealed and reemphasized. That we are here on earth to reveal who God is. Through us, men and women will get to God if we position ourselves the way Jesus is asking us to. And how is that going to happen? In John chapter 13, that's what Jesus tried to demonstrate. John chapter 13, and we're going to uh, look at that quickly as time is closing on. Closing up on us. So in John chapter 13, I believe you've read the story. In the Last Supper table, how did Jesus want us to manifest? To manifest our purpose on earth. I'm going to tell you there are just two things. And I think we, we've had this over and over and over again. I summarize it as this. Serving others in love. You can dissect it. You can do, you know, whichever way you want to analyze it. The summary that Jesus demonstrated at the Last Supper table was serving others in love. And he showed us that in John chapter 13. Again, don't forget, these were the last things he did before he was crucified. And he was making it clear to the apostles that these you should remember me whenever you are doing the communion service. Remember everything we did tonight. Remember everything I have told you tonight. Remember everything I'm demonstrating to you tonight. Look at what happened. In verse number three. Jesus, um, yes, John 13, verse number 3. Jesus knew that the Father had put him in complete charge of everything, that he came from God and was on his way back to God. So he got up from the supper table, serving others in love. Serving others in love. Number one thing. He got up from the table, from his high table, his elevated position, his pastoral dexterity, his divine articulate 
wisdom. He got up from the table. Not only did he get up from the table, look at what he did next. What did he do next? He set aside his robe. From the high table, now he removed his rank. He set it aside. He removed his fame. He removed his title. He set it aside. And what did he do next? He put on an apron. Our purpose is to reveal God. Jesus made that clear. By serving men in love. And he knew his apostles. As soon as they recognized and they knew that he was going to be gone, what was the first thing on their mind? Who is going to be the next leader? It is called the pride of life. It is inherent in every human being. Jesus said, to manifest purpose, to reveal God on earth, to fulfill the reason why I have created you, you've got to do what I'm about to do now. You have to move from your elevated position. You have to come down from your horse. Your Lamborghini, your professor, whatever it is that you have, you have to come down. You have to remove that title, that robe. You have to put on an apron. Look, this is not something that you're going to spiritualize. These are deliberate action that Jesus demonstrated. So that they can see. The Holy Spirit is not going to, you know, help you remove your title. No. The Holy Spirit is not going to help you remove your, ap uh, your, your robe. No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit is not going to put on an apron on you. No, you do that yourself. And he pour water. You've seen a lot of movies, a lot of stuff about washing the disciples' feet. And he began to wash. To wash anybody's feet. Who is sitting on the table? You have to bend down. You have to be lower than them. And you have to bend down and wash. And after washing, you pick up the apron and wipe it. But guess what? The Bible said, as soon as he finished, when you remove your rank, when you derobe yourself, and when you take on the apron, your place at the table cannot be occupied by anyone else. That table, that place you have, is still there. The Bible said he went back to his place at the table. 
But once he finished, he said, you call me masters, and so I am. He said, what I have done to you, you must do. It's a must. Number one, you must do to others. How are we going to reveal God to the earth? How are we going to reveal God to people around us? Serving others in love. No matter who they are. Serving others in love. I don't have the time. But if you read, he said, as he, um, you can remember, you know, the argument of Peter and all of that. But if you read in verse number 12, let me read that quickly, verse 12. Then he said, do you understand what I have done to you? You address me as teacher and master in right, rightly so. That is what I am. So if I, the master and teacher, watch your feet, you must now wash each other's feet. Watch this. I have laid down a pattern for ministry for you. Emphasis on ministry is my addition. I have laid down a pattern for ministry for you. The ministry of revealing God to humanity, if it is outside this pattern, it will never work. That, are you listening to me? No church will fulfill his or her calling if the pattern is different from this. Let's rise on our feet. The epiphany at the last supper table. If you continue to read that scripture, the last scripture, in verse 34, two things that are critical that you may not want to forget today is that the only way we're going to reveal God to anyone in our household, in our community, in our church, in our workplaces, is by serving them in love. And you see the demonstration what it entails, how to serve, what it means. And that love was re-emphasized in verse number 34. Let me give you a new commandment. This was the only place in the scripture where God, Jesus, gave a new commandment. Love one another in the same way I love you. You love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples. When they see the love you have for each other. What is Jesus saying? He's repeating what he has just done. I have shown you what it means to love. I have just demonstrated to you how to love. Washing each other's faith. In Hebrew or in Jew, that is the, the meanest job anyone can ever do. 
is to wash someone else's feet. Jesus is saying, in order for us to fulfill our purpose on earth, to reveal God to humans, it has to be this pattern. We have to build ministry along this pattern. Anything outside of it, it will not work. Let's talk to God. As we are going to be taking the Holy Communion, that's what Jesus wants us to remember. When he says, remember me as often as you do this. These are what he intends for us to remember. That we are God's children. Sons and daughters of the living God. We've got to have that confidence. He wants us to remember that. And he wants us to remember that our identity is revealing Christ. As God was in Christ and Christ was in God, so Jesus Christ is in us and we are in him. We have to have that confidence. And the words that are coming out of our mouth, they are no longer mere words. We now have the power to shape the word that God intended when he created the word. That the way we are going to fulfill our purpose is to serve other people in love. Let's talk to God. That God will help us to manifest what he has revealed unto us by the power of his spirit which he has given us. So the last epiphany is the Holy Spirit. But we don't have time to talk about that. Let's pray.